0: Welcome back to the Bible Truth Podcast. We're grateful to God for this time. We're grateful to God for His Word. We're grateful to God that the Scripture is absolute truth. Not only is it absolute truth, it's life-changing and life-transforming if we would heed to the Scripture. We want to have a chat today, okay? Topic of today's lesson, dust your feet. Now, this is to people who preach the gospel, people who teach the word. We want to look at both sides, okay? We're going to look at the one side, then we want to flip it and look at the other side. But we want to see what the real is, because there's, there's an issue in the church today. There's an issue in ministry today. If I can throw it at you plane. Those who preach or teach the truth are struggling ministers, and those who feed you lies are prospering ministers. And there's a reason for that. When people love money, whether you preach in the gospel or whether you are receiving what has been taught to you, you love money. And when you love money, it controls the way you act, to the point where it controls the way you treat the Word of God. You heard, it's important for you to understand. In fact, anything outside of the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, controlling your life will have a negative impact on your life. I've seen people give up the gospel. I've seen people give up truth, give up their walk with Christ just to fit in social circles. I've seen people turn away from God just because they got a little bit of paper stacked in their pockets. I've seen people that have been accepted into certain circles that are prosperous and prosperous in a worldly sense, and they turn away from the values that are in the Bible and the truth that is in the Bible. So anything that you allow to control you outside of God and everything in His kingdom. And I'm not talking about men of God or pastors controlling you. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about the Bible. If you let anything other than truth control your life, you will change your attitude towards God. But I digress here. Let's get into the real, okay? Let's get into what we're talking about today. Dust your feet. This is to people who preach. I know there's a lot of truth preachers out there, and they up against it. It feels like you're in the storm on a daily, and sometimes when you hear people saying that the, the burden of ministry is heavy, we take it for granted, but it's true. The cost for ministry is great, and people don't realize it, and a lot of the time people don't respect that, but then what you get is, and I'm not talking about false preachers, okay, that spend three quarters of the year talking about money and buildings and cars and so on and so forth. I'm talking about those that bring the gospel, those that bring the word that is life changing and life transforming. To be real with you, I'm tired of this motivational message that we got going down in so-called churches today. I'm tired of this. It's going to be okay. You know, you got to push yourself. The weeping endures for the night. Joy comes in the morning. Your storm, walk on the water. Look at, you know, come on, come on. Let's, let's move on because the world is a mess. And according to the Bible, it's going to get worse. It's not going to get better. But we keep telling people that it's going to be okay, the world is going to change, our nation's going to change, we're going to turn to God. That's not going to happen. The world is getting worse and worse and worse as the years go on. Again, digressing, but I forgot the chain of thought that I was going on. So we're talking about, you know, these preachers and they're preaching about money and so on and so forth. And then they get their people giving. Oh, you've got to give, you've got to give. What they've done is they've taken a truth. Because that is a truth. You have to give to those that preach the gospel to you. This is biblical truth. This is biblical truth, okay? And I know people don't like to hear that because people love money and some people more than anything else. But somebody that brings the gospel to you is somebody very special and very important. Somebody that tells you the truth without holding back. Somebody that can offend you with the truth. Somebody who keeps it on the real with you is a very special person to you because they bring in a message to you that you'll never hear from anybody else. But there's something that Christ says, and we're going to read some verses in in a moment. And there's, can I say, a pattern that I found in the Bible? Because I've realized the world is the world. And the church is the church. And even if somebody comes out of the world into the church, until they become a true member of that church, until they become acceptant of Christ, living for Christ, they are still of the world and therefore they will love what the world loves. And when you say certain things, they will react the way the world will react. So here goes. Let's let's look at this. In the book of Matthew chapter 10, verse 5 to 15, a bit of a long read, but hey, if we're not reading the Bible, then what are we doing here? The Bible says, These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Don't go into the way of the Gentiles and into any city of the Samaritans. Don't enter there. Don't go there. But rather, go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And he says, you got to heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. There's something that I want to point out here. He then goes on to say, freely you have received, freely give. He's saying this power and authority that I'm giving to you to preach to preach the kingdom, to heal the sick, to cleanse the lepers, to raise the dead, to cast out devils. I've given you for free. You've done nothing to earn it. So you cannot keep it as yours, but also you cannot charge for it. Isn't this contrary to what we have going down today? And I mean, you got peeps doing false miracles. They, they want paper for it. You, you pay for healing school, register for healing school bring those that are sick and diseased and bring them to healing school and you've got to pay to visit the man of God. You've got to pay for holy water. You've got to pay for anointing oil because it's the anointing of the man. It's not his anointing. As you see here, Jesus is the one who sent them out and Jesus is the one who gave them the instruction. It's his power. It's his anointing. And that is why we cast out devils. We heal the sick. We raise the dead in the name of of Jesus and by no other name. You've got to remember that. But then he goes on to say, provide neither gold nor silver nor brass in your purses. He says, don't carry any money, no script for your journey. Don't carry any food for your journey. Don't carry a change of clothes. Don't carry a change of shoes, nor yet your staves. He says, go as you are, What you got on is what you got on. Don't carry food for the way, nothing. But he doesn't say that don't carry anything because I'm going to take care of you. He doesn't say don't carry anything because I got your back on this one. I'm going to take care of you. Things are going to be good for you. Miracles are going to happen. No, he says, for the workman is worthy of his meat. Read it, Matthew ten five to 15, read it. The workman is worthy of his meat. He's telling these people, go and preach the kingdom of God. And when you go, don't carry anything for yourself because the workman is worthy of his meat. And listen to this. And into whatever city or town you shall enter, inquire who is worthy and they abide till you leave. And when you come into a house, salute it. And if that house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it be not worthy, let your peace return to you. And whosoever shall not receive you nor hear your words, when you depart out of that house or city, shake off the dust of your feet. Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. I want to point out something here. The evidence that people are listening to the message that you are preaching is that they are willing to care for you. That's it. When you value the workman, you pay him his wages. So if the word that has been preached is relevant to you, is important to you, is valuable to you, if the word that is preached has changed your life, you're going to take care of the man. But if not, he's going to leave your place starving. He's going to leave your place with dirty clothes, maybe broken shoes. is going to leave your place in need. The evidence that you have received the word of the kingdom is that you are willing to take care of the one who is teaching you. And I want to say this here, you know, because I've got to be straight. Giving somebody that preaches to you $5 and saying thank you for the word, you know, yes, $5, what's that going to do for them? What's that going to do for them? You've got to value the people that God has sent to you. But he says, if they don't receive you, if they don't hear your words, when you depart out of that house or city, dust your feet. You've got to shake it off. Don't be angry. Don't complain. Shake it off shake the dust off your feet, and just move on. Whoever receives the truth that you are teaching, the truth that you are preaching, they will care for you. They will provide for you. This comes down to something. There's something else I want to say on this, but I'll talk about that later. Let's, let's just read a, a little bit more. This is the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 5 to 17. Have we not power to lead about a sister? a wife, as well as other apostles, and as the brethren of the Lord and Cephas? Or I and only Barnabas have not we power to forbear working? Who goes to war at any time at his own charges? Who plants a vineyard and does not eat of the fruit thereof? Who feeds a flock and eats not of the milk of the flock? Say I these things as a man, or saith not the law the same also? For it is written in the law of Moses, Do not muzzle the mouth of the ox, and treadeth out the corn. Doth God take care for oxen, or saith it he altogether for our sake? For our sake, no doubt this is written, that he that ploweth should plow in hope, and he that thresheth in hope should be partaker of his hope if we have sown unto you spiritual things. Is it a great thing that we shall reap your carnal things? If others be partakers of this power over you, are not we rather? Nevertheless, we have not used this power, but suffer all things, lest we should hinder the gospel of Christ. And right there, right there, you know, that that gets to me. He says that it's our right. And I want to talk about something about rights here, okay, and taking care of the man. I I just want to read through this and then we'll talk about that. But he says it's our right. He says God made it that way. If I'm going to be working, sowing and plowing and threshing, I've got to hope that I'm going to partake in that as well. So he says, we feed you with spiritual things. And you've got to understand, it takes a lot to receive those spiritual things. It takes a lot. A lot of you out there have heard truth, real truth from people that have put themselves at risk. Men who have become rejected, ostracized, hated, by the church, by society, because of the truth that they chose to speak for you. And God sent them to you because God cares for you. And these men were faithful in giving you the word, but were you faithful in caring for them? It don't make sense how things are going down in Christianity today. It don't make sense. But anyway, he says that, "'I don't take these things because I'll hinder the gospel of Christ.'" think about it. Now you're asking people, listen, I got needs. I need food. I got to take care of my family. I need money to travel. That's what he was saying there so that we can move. He says, I can't do that because people will be offended in the gospel. Why is that? Because peeps love money. People love pleasure. I said it. You heard it. It's so difficult for you to take a little extra to give the man that God has sent to give you a word, a truth that will transform your life, and say, This is for you. I want to help feed you. It's so difficult because we've got to think about ourselves, got to take care of ourselves. Before I, I, I continue reading, I just want to say this there's a bit of an imbalance on both parts. We get people that are not taking care of those that minister the word to them. But then we get those that are ministering the word. And I want to throw it out there. They are false teachers because it says taking care of your needs, your clothing, your food, maybe money for your journey, maybe shelter while you're in a certain area, providing for your most basic and essential needs. It's not talking about living a lavish lifestyle. It's not. And I know, let's just say, you feel that you want to send your pastor on holiday because you went on holiday and you really enjoyed it. Go ahead, but you're not supposed to do that. It's not required of you. You can't have the man behind the pulpit saying, if you bought yourself a Lamborghini, you've got to buy me a Lamborghini as well. That's not what the Bible is saying. You're working hard. You're working hard for your family. You're working hard to advance your life And God has blessed your hands. He's blessed the work of your hands. But God has put somebody in your life that teaches you the truth. You benefit from that truth because your life is changed. You're drawing closer to Christ. You understand the kingdom. That individual must then benefit from your hard work, but not in the sense of that individual being lavish. I don't find it right that somebody that calls himself a preacher of the Word or a man of God, I don't find it right that he should be wearing sneakers that cost $5,000. That just does not sit well. Oh, but it's his own money from his books. and oh, No, that doesn't sit well. I don't find it right that a preacher would stand and demand money from people. Or You know, one of the things they do, they say that the, the saints brought their money to the apostles' feet. And the apostles stood there and they brought the money to the apostles' feet. So it's the man of God's birth, they bring money to his feet. That's not what that is about. That money was to care for the church. That money was to feed widows and orphans, take care of those in need. And yes, feed the apostles. Even if you look back in the Old Testament, in the time of the law, the the, the, the food that was given to God for sacrifice, a portion of it was taken and given to the Levites. And then he says, the Levites mustn't have land. I am their portion. I'll take care of them. You honor God by taking care of those that is put in charge over your spirit. And when I say in charge, I don't mean in terms of control. I mean in terms of responsibility over your soul to guide you, to teach you the truth, to pray for you, to lead you, to help you, to be there for you. But there's been such a great imbalance because what has happened is you get get these people behind the pulpit that are, are living expensive and lavish lifestyles in the name of Jesus Christ which is wrong. I heard somebody say the other time that Jesus Christ is a brand and he's a very, very valuable brand because you can make money off him. That is not right. And you you know, people ask, but why are people giving into these ministries if these dudes are false? It's because a lot of people look at those lifestyles and they want what those people have. And you are told if you give to that man, you are partnering and partaking with that man so that blessing and that anointing that is on his life will come on you, which is a whole lot of hogwash. It's a whole lot of hogwash. Let me tell you something. Do you want to make it in this world? You want to prosper in this world? Yes, honor God, obey His Word, practice His Word no matter what. But you've got to grind you've got to work. You've got to work. There is no buying a prosperity anointing. There is no buying into a gift. God will bless the work that you do. You've got to grind it out. What you put in is what you get out. Don't waste your money. Invest. Plan well. But there's nothing about I'm buying a prosperity anointing. Somebody said to me the one time, if you put $20 in my hand, And when I go to this individual's church, I'll put that $20 in the offering basket there, and it will access the anointing of that place, and I'll bring that anointing back to you, and your money will multiply and you'll prosper. Listen, that's hogwash. That is hogwash. That is total hogwash. God will bless your field. He'll bless the work of your hands. He'll bless you at work. He'll bless the job you're doing. Yes, sometimes you'll see it's the hand of God, you prospering where you're not supposed to prosper, but you've got to grind it out giving to an individual. Nobody has ownership over the anointing. Nobody has ownership over God's blessing. Nobody. And that's the imbalance that has come. So you've got these false dudes teaching lies and people giving into those lies because they want that lifestyle. Then you've got the, those that are teaching the truth and they practically struggling and a lot of them have to beg. I said it. And that's what this teaching is about. It's to you, the saint, and also to the teacher of the word. That's what it's about. A lot of them have to beg, and that's not right. Anyway, let me just finish this. Do you not know that they which minister about holy things live of the things of the temple? And they which wait at the altar are partakers with the altar. Even so hath the Lord ordained that they which preach the gospel should live of the gospel." Those who preach the gospel to you should live off the gospel that they are preaching to you. You say you are blessed because you heard. You say your life is changed and transformed. You're so grateful and so thankful. But the dude that preached the gospel to you is scraping. He's suffering. He's struggling. That is not right. People can easily give towards a building fund, you know. I know of people, and I know it's done everywhere around the world, that gave thousands of dollars. People gave their salaries towards a building fund. Why? Because the building brings status, isn't it? Oh, I was a part of it. I have ownership. And the building is not put in your name. You have no ownership of that building. It's put in the name of the dude that you call man of God and in the name of his children. But we'd give in to that because it gives status but we will never give into a life of an individual that is preaching truth to us. And some people desire to preach the truth so much, and I know this from personal experience, that you invest of the little that you have into trying and funding that ministry, preaching to those 20, 30 people that you're preaching to. You invest so much of your time and your finances and Even the world around you struggles a little bit because you want people to hear the truth. You love the truth. You love people. You love God so much that you're investing into that. And then people say things like, if you're really called to do the work of God, why is God not providing for you? How is God supposed to provide for me? He's supposed to use people. But the people that he's supposed to be using love the paper. Listen to me, preachers. If people are not supporting your ministry and not supporting you. They do not value what you are saying. They do not value the words you are preaching. The evidence that somebody values what you are teaching them and what you are saying to them is that they'll take care of you. We get this from what Christ said. Don't carry anything. A workman is worthy of his wages, basically. And here Paul says, whoever preaches the gospel should live off the gospel. There comes a point in your ministry when you're ministering to people that you've got to dust your feet and you've got to move on. I know so many preachers that have become burdened and bitter towards people because they lingered for too long. You've got to dust your feet. You cannot be a preacher of the gospel and you're scraping People listen to your messages and then they're like, Oh, dude, your message moved me, changed my life. And, oh, I'm so touched by it. I thank God. But you're struggling, on the other hand. It's not right. Paul then goes on to say, I've used none of these things. Neither have I written these things that it should be done unto me. For if it were better for me to die, then any man should make glory my glory void. For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory. Of, for necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. For if I do this thing willingly, I have reward. But if against my will, a dispensation of the gospel is committed unto me. Listen, he's saying that I rather glory in the gospel. Going to preach, and I'm not going to expect anything from you, because if I do, it will take my reward away from me. And that's sad. That is sad. Sometimes we linger. Sometimes we look and, you know, when somebody is praying and saying, Oh, God, I'm, I'm struggling. God, the burden is heavy. God, I have to take care of my family. But you're praying for people as well and you're carrying these people as well. And they don't carry you in any way. In fact, a lot of the time you're an afterthought. You're an afterthought. Somebody can go to a, a restaurant and throw down for a meal, spend four, or $500 take their friends out for a meal, come and say thank you for the truth and give you three, four dollars afterthought change that they keep in the ashtray in the car. It's not right. But those of you that preach the word, Jesus said, if they don't receive you, if they don't treat you well, then they're not hearing you. They say they're hearing you, but they're not. You've got to move on. You've got to dust your feet and move on. Because the problem with people like that, that are not hearing you, that are not listening to your teachings, that are not obeying your teachings, the problem with people like that is that if they do give to you, it will be something that they count against you. That's how it will be. They'll be saying things, oh, but I gave him $3 the other day. What's he complaining about? Oh, but I gave him $5 Two weeks ago, is he hungry again? That's what will happen, and that causes bitterness and it hinders the gospel. It hinders the preaching of the gospel. So sometimes you just got to shut it down. It's a command from Christ dust your feet and move on. We are not called as preachers of the gospel to struggle. No, it happens, but we're not called to struggle. We're called to preach the truth. We're called to bring a blessed message of hope, salvation and deliverance to people. The Bible says, Paul writes, beautiful are the feet of those that preach the gospel. And I'm talking about those that preach the true gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel that brings salvation. Beautiful are the feet of those that preach the gospel. We're called to a glorious ministry. We are. And the reality is, Not everyone will value what you say. Not everyone values the gospel. Not everyone. Don't scrape. Dust your feet and go to the next city. Go to the next place. Minister there. And when you minister there and people minister back to you, remain there until your time is complete and then move and leave your blessing in that city and move to the next. Don't linger. Don't stay. Because it destroys your ministry. It hinders the preaching of the gospel. That's me being real. And you can't say anything against what I've said because it's in the Bible. It's biblical truth. Go ahead and read First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 5 to 17. And then Matthew chapter 10, verse 5 to 15, we've got to start being real, and we've got to start living in the Bible. And those of you that have people that are preachers, that are called and sent out to preach, and they've been sent to you, and they're giving you the truth, and if you're embracing that truth, then you've got to make sure that you're caring for them. Don't be giving excuses, because those individuals that are preaching the truth to you, they don't come with excuses. They they pay the price. They carry the cost of preaching the gospel every day. No excuses. Because listen, when you don't care for those in the natural who care for you in the spiritual, you lose great men. You lose great word. And you may not worry now because your life is good here in the earth, But in the long run, when things get real, you will care. Hear me out. Preachers, don't demand from your saints what you're not supposed to. They must care for your needs, your food, your shelter, your clothing. That's it. And obviously your family along with that. Not for cars and expensive shoes and phones and houses and all And if your ministry needs stuff, obviously, they must support and help in the ministry. But don't demand things which you should not have. Don't demand a life of luxury. That's not what Christ said, do. And you that hear the truth, you that hear people preach to you, go out of your way to be a blessing to them. Go out of the way to make sure that they are taken care of and sustained. Go out of your way to make sure the ministry can continue. Go out of the way to make sure in the natural things are well with them. That's been the Bible Truth. Thank you for listening. hope you were blessed. More importantly, I hope the truth has hit your heart and hit your heart hard and caused you to change. I've been Dom Pullen. This has been the Bible Truth, and I'm out.